What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Carolinas Georgia Wrestling Report. I am your host, Heath Mulliken. Uh, not a lot of updates this week. Uh, Friday night, uh, Chester APW returns there to the APW arena, arena with another great show. Again, they're running every two weeks now. Remember, uh, distancing's in place. They're doing temperature checks and uh, masks are required. A uh, couple of matches announced, so make sure you check them out on Facebook, Chester APW. Also, Saturday night down at the Union County Fairgrounds, you've got Pro Wrestling Union returning. Again, the big heavyweight title match, Randy Wayne taking on Cauliflower Chase Brown. Also, tag team titles on the line, All Worm No Soul in their first title defense against Inglorious. Uh, Inglorious looking for a measure of revenge and also... Uh, looking to stake their claim into into South Carolina and expand uh, their territory greatly. Uh, so make sure you check those out this weekend. Uh, you can also check out what's happening in patreon.com slash double dropkick for a dollar a month. You're going to get behind the scenes, $5 a month. You're going to get a deeper dive into the issues uh, happening behind the scenes in independent wrestling, particularly in, particularly in the Carolinas and Georgia. Uh, Ten dollars a month, you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna get analysis from me of, of uh, some wrestling related video that I've watched. Um, I've been wa- w- uh, working through the all the old action wrestling videos in Georgia and also Southern Honor, uh, so I'll have some thoughts on them. And then for fifteen dollars a month, listen, four ninety nine of that is a subscription to the SOS Custom Wrestling Network, uh, but you're gonna get insight information. That on, on independent wrestling, who's who's getting signed, who's not getting signed, you will find out there before you find out anywhere else. So again, that's Patreon.com/slash Double Dropkick. Shout up to all, uh, shout out to all of our patrons uh, for their tremendous, tremendous support. Uh, and now for the rest of this episode, I want to uh, turn it over to an interview I did with Scott Hensley. Scott's a guy I've had on this podcast before. Scott is a ring announcer and works in wrestling in Tennessee and Georgia, Alabama. And I just wanted Scott to come on and, and give us some insight into some of the talents he's seeing in that region uh, that we would not be familiar with. And so just to introduce us to them and where we can see them. And we have a really, really great uh, conversation. I want to thank Scott for being so generous with his time. Scott's one of the good guys in wrestling and I always enjoy uh talking with him uh so make sure you connect with him on social media again it's a really really great interview we cover a lot of things and uh you're gonna get some insight and knowledge that that uh, maybe you wouldn't have gotten uh as scott shares you know some of the people who are on his radar some of the people who should be on your radar as well so i'm going to turn it over to that make sure you tune in every monday for this the carolina's georgia pro wrestling report uh where we you know talk about wrestling a lot of other people aren't talking about so thanks for listening and uh, here's my interview with scott hey everybody i am pleased to be joined by uh, a man who in his region needs no introduction but to this group of people he does mr scott hensley uh wrestling announcer extraordinaire wrestling i mean historian you have done literally you're kind of like me done everything but wrestle uh, Scott, how are you tonight? I'm good. I tell people I'll stick to talking so I can keep on walking. <laughs> That's great. 
now, folks, if you remember, I had Scott on a while back. He talked about, you know, how he got into wrestling, where he was at a show, and they're like, hey, we need a ring announcer, and boom, the rest is history. Uh, but Scott wanted to just talk with you about, you know, we're coming back from from COVID, wrestling starting to pick back up. You guys in Tennessee uh, just had the uh, Action Future Showcase, uh, won by a young man. Uh, I'm going to call him by the wrong name. I, I don't know to call him Nolan Edward or Edward Nolan. <laughs> it is Nolan Edward. Uh, he is a guy that's uh, actually from Canada, uh, trained a little bit in uh, Michigan, and uh, moved down to the Nashville area, and uh, he's been all over the place, and uh, he came in and uh, came down to action wrestling the night before and wrestled just an amazing match with J.D. Drake, who I'm sure all of your listeners would be familiar with, yes. and uh that, that's definitely a match worth checking out on uh, IWTV under uh, the Action Wrestling umbrella there. And uh, the next day, came up to TWE, the TWE Arena in Red Bank, Tennessee. And we had a partnership with Action Wrestling, uh, Phoenix City Invitational, and TWE to run the Future Showcase Tournament. Nine of the top guys uh, that we feel like are destined to be future stars in this area and hopefully way way beyond and uh, nolan edward was the winner he won a first round match against uh, jack griffin and uh, alex kane and then he won the main event against uh, adam priest and sean dean yeah so for those just to kind of refresh everybody's memory this is the uh this is the third annual future showcase that's correct yeah so the first year was won by Marco Stunt, who then it just exploded everywhere, and now of course is with AEW. Uh, last year was won by uh, a guy named Manders, and you talk about uh, totally different winners right there. You got little Marco Stunt, and you got Manders, who was a football player at Iowa, uh, and then Manders again. This event has kind of elevated people in not just the region, but nationally. Um, what goes into the three years? How do you guys kind of pick out the talent that you bring in for this? Like, I, I guess my question is, how much success is too much success to be considered for a future showcase? Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. We, we want to find guys that are uh, not already main eventing everywhere they go. and uh, We try to sort of cap it off at about five years. Uh, some guys are just a little slow to launch, and then right. so, some guys are just absolute lightning, uh, you know, rocket launchers that are, you know, they're one or two years in, and they're already all over the country. Uh, sort of like uh, Nolan Edward and uh, Jack Griffin's doing a lot of traveling out of St. Louis. Uh, Alex Kane's starting to travel. Uh, he's a WWA4 guy that's uh, been working Alabama and been working Tennessee. And uh, I think he's headed up to Indiana to maybe work Paradigm soon. And uh, so we just really want to bring guys together to network. And we're looking for guys to, we sort of, call it handing the ball to guys 
and we tell them, you know, we don't want to hand the ball to somebody that's going to take a knee. Right. You know, as a, as a football metaphor, you know, if I hand you the ball, then I want you to run and go score a touchdown. And for us, a touchdown is when you sign a professional contract where you're getting paid to wrestle for a living. So, you know, with Marco, it's, it's already a touchdown. Uh, you know, other guys in the tournament, you know, Ben Carter just got signed to WWE. That's right. a touchdown. Alan Angels is a touchdown um, with AEW. And then I think we have a lot of other guys out of that as well that, you know, it, it's just going to take two or three more years for some of them. And uh, some of them are just going to be solid, uh, you know, regional guys as well, which, you know, that's not our goal. We want guys to go beyond that. But at the same time, I, I think even that is such a challenge for guys. And uh, we're, we're really proud of all the guys that have been a part of it. I mean, Sean Dean is one of those guys. He's been getting uh, a lot of opportunities there uh, with with AEW. And I I was um, did did a recording for our patrons uh, last week after I watched the Future Showcase, and I felt this. You know, I've been uh, watched all three of them, and I don't know if it was. I I think for me, it, this was the best one because I could hear the commentary. I think when I have been there live, if you're not familiar with a guy, there's no way to, like Marco Stunt, I didn't, I had no idea who Mark, I had no idea who he was, and so I'm trying to kind of figure out the story on my own, but I felt that this year's, from top to bottom, the entire card, it had a little bit of everything, it was a well, I mean, it was just a, I mean, it was a well-booked Card. The the matches that you guys had again the pace of the show the pace of the matches I mean uh, Adam Priest uh, starts off the very first match uh, Ben Buchanan just takes some guy's head uh what's the young man's name uh the the black belt in karate Ben Buchanan takes a guy's head off Adam Priest dumps him and then makes you know steals a pin and yeah. and to me like if you're watching that you're like okay. I get who Adam Priest is. This is, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, that's another one. That's a name we had not, uh, you know, thrown out. Another guy who, who's got some AEW. How fast has Ben Buchanan risen? Oh, just super fast. You know, I, I told some people the first time I met him, I think he was about 15, and uh, it was down in Alabama at a... Uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame or Alabama's Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame induction thing that I went down and I actually got the opportunity to induct uh, Pat Rose and Randy Rose into the Alabama Wrestling Hall of Fame. I'm good buddies with Pat Rose. He's in the Chattanooga area here. And uh, he said, I know you'll do some research and talk good about us. He goes, will you come down and induct us? <laughs> I said, Ab- absolutely. And uh, so I went down there and, you know, I, I I'm inducting these guys that have done, you know, 30 years or 40 years of of wrestling stuff and uh, just completely honored. And then I see this kid and he's like six foot four and he's a referee. I said, what's up with the six foot four referee? And somebody said, oh, that's Bull Buchanan's 15 year old son. And I said, wow, why is he a referee? And they said, ah, because he's 15 and he just wants to get in there and learn. Yeah. And I said, that's awesome. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep following up with him. And so then uh, he actually won the state wrestling championship 
championship uh, for uh, amateur wrestling in high school uh, for the state of Alabama. So, you know, it's not like he's just one of these guys living off of his dad's name. You know, he's put in some work for, you know, to look the part and then not only just look the part, but he's he's a legitimate athlete and a yeah. legitimate wrestler. So he brings that into the ring and, uh, I, I think he has future WWE star written on him, and you know he he will hopefully get some opportunities because not just because of his dad's name, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah, he is one of those guys. You know, you and I were talking the other night back and forth about hey, who's some guys that might be signed? And to me, he's got to be at the top of anybody's list because of his age, because of already he's. At his size, the the matches that I've seen him work, I saw him face Michael Judas at Southern Honor. He's such a big kid, but yet he is so his timing is really good. His oh, what's the word? I'm trying to look. He's not clumsy. For yeah. you know, most kids that age, you know, eighteen to twenty, sometimes they're still growing into their body and they're 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 a little bit uncoordinated. Not this kid. This kid sure. is. And he is stout. Good night. He just like in a, you know, we talk about, you know, there's wrestlers being smaller, and he is like a throwback. Oh yeah. But I would, you know, I would definitely, if you told me tomorrow he got signed to an NXT contract, I, that I would just be like, yeah, of course he did. You know, that's <laughs> that's what they're looking for. Yeah, I think he's probably two or three years away. But if they wanted to go ahead and pick him up and start working with him, I could see that too. Like you're saying, yeah. So let all right. So let's let me ask you this. I think, and I you know I hear rumblings and stuff that a lot of these. I think there's about to be a bidding war, and I don't know if it's a bidding war, but I think WWE is aware of AEW Dark. They're aware that AEW. Pretty much has un, has a pretty big pocketbook, a la WCW, and I would not be surprised if WWE just started. Now, it's a good thing for them to sign people, but I think they're going to sign and shelve people, and just kind of bloat that roster. And so you're going to be getting the money, but they're not really going to do anything for you. So if and, and then AEW may counter. I, I don't know, but tell us. For people in the Carolinas and and Eastern Georgia, who are some of those folks, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, Georgia, that we need to keep our eyes on on the independents because you think they're in line to get a contract? Uh, One guy, definitely. He's a Tennessee guy, but he wrestles all over the United States. Uh, A.J. Gray. Okay. Um, AJ, AJ Gray is a big physical guy, former uh, college football player, but uh, he he's absolutely a road warrior. Uh, there's nowhere he won't drive to or be flown to or however he gets there, he's going to get there. And uh, he put in some big miles last year. I think he was even ranked number 68 on the PWI 500. Yeah, I think yeah. He, 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 yeah, easily like the biggest uh, like independent guy that, you know, he, he hasn't had anything with like MLW or Impact or AEW or uh, any of that stuff 
So, I mean, he's just purely an independent guy, but I feel like eventually he's going to get a big opportunity and uh, just very well deserving. Uh, he wrestled, uh, he was actually Tank's hand-picked opponent uh, last year at our big uh, Tank Phoenix City Throwdown event. And uh, there's a famous clip of Tank running and uh, smashing a steel chair that we had to sort of pay for. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's still a whole lot of guys that are still still two or three years away. Uh, I would say like an AC a. Mack. You know, AC Mack is getting out there a little bit more. Uh, he went up and uh, did a show in uh, Massachusetts, and I guess that was Beyond Wrestling, and uh, he, he went up and wrestled at the Collective in Indiana, and uh, he's been the, the Bone Storm champion in Nashville and the Action Champion in uh, Tyrone George outside of Atlanta and uh, I think he's actually in Alabama at New South right now uh, but you know he's a guy that is just the top of the southern guys but um, I don't know he, he's a guy that's in when we talk a little bit more about what's coming up for action uh, we can talk a little bit more about him but he's a guy that uh, I mean as an entertainer, he's 100% there, and uh, as an in-ring guy, I think he's still, I mean, I think he's plenty good enough, but I think he still just needs to, I guess, prove himself, and as an entertainer, I think it may take a little bit longer sometimes. Um, as far as other guys that are, like, sign-ready, um, I'm not sure out of the the Southeast guys, which I'm sure some of your Southeast listeners from Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia are mad because I'm saying that, but um, <laughs> there's a guy out of Kentucky, Alex Zane, oh, that, uh, that we had at the Phoenix City Invitational. He came in and wrestled Tony Deppin on night two last year, uh, but Zane is phenomenal, and uh, he's done some trips to Japan, and uh, I think he will be signed up very, very soon. Um, but as far as some of the other big stars, uh, you know, we have guys like Brett Eisen in the Southeast that, uh, you know, he, he's a king of Tennessee and he's been uh, making big waves down in Georgia and Alabama. But at the same time, I feel like he's sort of that Eddie Kingston type guy, which he actually had a great match with Eddie Kingston recently. But uh, he's just the, the tough guy that it takes a while for people to, I guess, give some of those guys chances because they're not cookie-cutter guys. Well, here's, um, but, So here's my knock on Brett Ison. Okay? Definitely tough, big guy. Yeah. But when I'm at a show, and again, this is not just him, it's a lot of guys. He's dressed like the rest of us. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, if he got... A singlet or got, and I know that's kind of his his style and demeanor. And but I'm like, you know, if he had some boots and a singlet or whatever, I, I don't know. I know that's nitpicky, but that's just kind of how I don't know. That's how I feel about some things sometimes. But yeah, def, he definitely got talent. He's definitely big. I mean, especially in today's to me today's era. Size size matters. Like if that's un, size like that's unusual in wrestling. It's like the same thing with uh, Ben Ben Buchanan. And another guy um, that you guys had on the Future Showcase is O'Shea Edwards. That guy's oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, 
said, O'Shea's a guy that I don't even consider like a southeastern guy anymore because he's moved up to Baltimore. But yeah, he's uh, he's a little bit older than some of the other guys, but. At the same time, he's also a man. Yes. Like he, when he gets in the rig, like you know, he means business, and uh, he brings the house down. He, he's a giant powerhouse, but he's also added a lot of character recently. You know, some of his videos that he's posted on Twitter have gotten like twenty-five and thirty thousand views, and he's just sitting at a table talking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, he, he definitely has just a world of potential. And uh, I've told people behind the scenes, like, he's just an amazing guy. Uh, I was looking for him at an action wrestling show, and uh, somebody said, oh, he's over there telling some young guys how to raise their credit score. And he was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fun. Yeah, he, um, you know, he cut, uh, for the future show, just cut up. Great promo on Logan Creed, and just again, he was just sitting at the table. But I believed every word that he was saying because I think he believed every word he was saying. And there was some, there was some bad blood there and some hostility. And then what I love again, this was something about that card. Um, and I and I and I said this to our patrons is before that match, I thought to myself, I haven't seen a punch thrown this entire card yet. And then O'Shea and Logan got in there, and they were throwing haymakers at each other. And I loved it because it was like, oh, my goodness. And I don't know, you know, peek behind the curtain. Don't know if they said, hey, nobody punch because these guys are going to punch. I I got a buddy who books, and he tells, he says, if you're not in the main event, you're not allowed to throw a chop. He said, they're going to chop in the main event. You don't. And, and, but it was just. I could go on and on about that showcase show. It was it was really, uh, really really good and and just and again watching it on IWTV, uh, Dylan Hales and I think it was uh, Jesse did a great job on uh, commentary. It's uh, actually Mose. Oh Mose, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Getting all my... John John Mosley is his name. Uh, he he was so bros Mose, but now he's just Mose. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and I. Um, so, Action Wrestling, coming up, Friday the 13th, Tyrone, Georgia. Uh, we'll know in, in a couple of days if, if Matt Griffin is going to be uh, town, what's he running for, city council? I believe so, yes. So, maybe they'll have like his inauguration or his uh, celebration party, who knows. But what can, can you give us any insight into what we might see there uh, on November 13th? Yes, I can. I asked for official permission from the man Matt Griffin, oh, well, from, from future future city councilman Matt Griffin, maybe. Um, so the he's actually been doing two separate events, uh, so it allows him to sell tickets twice, and uh, it, he has two sort of like. Uh, uh, I'd say like seventy-five percent shows where you know you're still going to get like. I don't know, probably five to six matches on each event rather, rather than his normal, like seven to nine or whatever we normally do. But so he's doing two of those. And so it gives guys a chance to come in and uh, sort of get seen and then get into a program or uh, it gives 
it's, it's just a different feel, and the fans have been just amazing about it. Um, you know, they're ultimately paying like it's it's close to fifty dollars a ticket to to see both events. So these are passionate fans, right? Yeah. Um, you know, fifty dollars to watch a couple independent shows is that's that's a big deal in right. in my opinion, and uh, but. So Matt has two events coming up on November the 13th. Um, I'm not sure if there's any tickets available or not. You can check with Matt um, through Action Wrestling on, I guess, Twitter or Facebook. But uh, the first event, um, Alex Kane is going to debut at Action Wrestling. I talked a little bit about him earlier. He was in that Futures event um, all over Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, and uh, he's a WWA four guy trained by AR Fox, but he has an amateur wrestling background. And uh, his gimmick is that he's going to take you to uh, Suplex Island, yeah. to Suplex City there. But he is a Suplex throwing machine and uh, just very charismatic and very talented. Um, Talking about AC Mack earlier, uh, he, he's going to have a huge challenge in uh, Trey Lamar. There's a really athletic guy out of Indiana, and uh, AC Mack's always looking to prove himself. You know, he has those WWA floor working boots, I tell people. Uh, you know, he, he gets in there and hangs with guys like Austin Theory and uh, Alan Angels and the workhorse guys. He can go with them, but at the same time, he's such an, an entertainer that I think people forget that. So uh, AC Mack and Trey Lamar will... They'll be going to work. You know, that's not going to be a, a walk-around, talk-around Memphis-style match. Right. <laughs> and uh, then actually on the first show, um, it's a match that it probably hasn't happened in a long time, if it's ever happened at all. Uh, but, but your Carolina's boy, Anthony Henry, is yeah. coming in. And he's taking on Kyle Matthews, who's making his action wrestling debut. Wow. Uh, yeah, Kyle Matthews is a guy that uh, he's wrestled in Japan. He was given a, a Future Legends Award from the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, he's uh, wrestled out in California some. And uh, he actually has retired now. But uh, he's, he's coming back on a, a limited basis. He's... He's a dad, he's a professional guy in real life, and so, you know, wrestling is, is probably not his number one priority, but at the same time, he's a guy that, uh, he, he's a legend of Southeastern wrestling in the last 10 to 15 years, because he's just so good, you know, he was one of uh, Daniel Bryan's last independent matches before going back to WWE, it was Kyle Matthews. Well, and Kyle Matthews is a guy that I was not familiar with, but somebody that I definitely want to go watch some of his stuff. I mean, he pretty much owned Technical Wrestler of the Year in Georgia for I don't know how many years in a row. I mean, they pretty much should name the award after him. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be great. You know, Anthony Henry, you know, the the talk, the thinking was, you know, he's kind of on maybe a farewell tour. I don't, I don't know what the truth... I mean, he was kind of saying that. You know, he's wrestling... Alex Shelley and, and now Kyle Matthews and uh, but that's going to be that's going to be a great 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 match right there. 
That's two guys that maybe are sort of just at that point where it's like, uh, I don't have a lot left or, you know, who knows what I have left, but I'm going to leave it all in the ring and we're going to go out here and, uh, you know, just put on a clinic. So that's one of those matches that'll be what they call a curtain sellout where everybody in the back will be watching because there's just so much respect for those two guys. Um, so that's, that's three of the big things that are happening during the first event. Um, the second event of the night, um, we actually have, you know, to talk about more technical wrestling, uh, Fred Yehi is going to be there. He's a a Georgia guy that has been featured recently on uh, ring of honors pure tournament. And, uh, he's also been at MLW and evolve and, uh, you know, Yehi is, is one of those guys that is easily, easily one of the best technical wrestlers I would say in the world. Um, and he's, he's so unique. And uh, he will be taking on Adam Priest that we talked about wow. earlier from the Futures Tournament. Uh, Adam Priest was actually called Alabama Benoit by Conrad Thompson. Oh, wow. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Adam Priest has some momentum going. You know, he, he got to, to be on uh, AEW. Uh, he had a match with Mance Warner recently. Uh, he actually had a match with, at uh, NXT. Um, it's been a year or so ago. But he's a guy that is just, he's, he's technical, he's uh, cunning, he's a guy that is going to make you hate him, and he's going to out-wrestle almost anybody in there, but with Fred Yehi, you just have to wonder. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so if, if he wants competition, we'll give him competition, and it's Fred Yehi. It, uh, it, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. It's hard to um, be cunning when Fred Yehi has you tied in a knot. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, for somebody to go in there and play mind games with somebody like Fred Yehi, then you know their wrestling IQ is really high. Right, right. Um, also, on that second event, uh, the debut of two giant powerhouses. Uh, we talked about one of them already. Uh, Logan Creed is making his action debut. And his action debut is not going to be a walk in the park because his action debut is against a guy that uh, is just admittedly one of my favorite guys in uh, Orion Bishop. Have you ever seen Orion Bishop? I have heard that name, but I have never seen him work. So Orion Bishop uh, had a a big run. It's probably been almost 10 years ago. So when I was first starting out, um, I guess doing some ring announcing or doing a lot more ring announcing. Orion was a guy that was actually doing some Ring of Honor dark matches. Uh, he holds a victory over Adam Page and Cedric Alexander at Ring of Honor. Oh, wow. So it's not some guy that they just brought in to beat at Ring of Honor. Um, I think he, he did have a, um, some matches with Homicide and uh, some other guys at Ring of Honor, but um, he's a guy that... He's been called one of the strongest guys that most guys have ever been in the ring with. Uh, he's an absolute powerhouse of a guy, uh, has big tree trunk legs, and uh, he's on a comeback tour. Uh, he was also an Anarchy Tag Team Champion with uh, Skira Corvus. Are you familiar with Skira? No, no. Uh, Skira Corvus, I think, is uh, maybe a, he's a Northeast Georgia or Carolinas guy. Uh, he was called Darkness. Okay, that's all right. That sounds a little more familiar. 
Yeah, but when when he came to uh, Anarchy, he was Skira Corvus, and uh, he and Orion Bishop were tag team champions there. But like I said, it's been like 10 years, but Orion is back, and he is absolutely killing. Uh, I actually went Friday night down to Piedmont, Alabama to watch Orion Bishop and uh, Austin Towers. Uh, Austin Towers is a guy that most people may not be familiar with in the Carolinas yet, but Towers is a guy trained by Mr. Hughes from the original WWA4, and uh, he's seven feet tall. And he gets in there and has these 15 to 20 minute matches with uh, guys that are, you know, 300 pounds. Uh, They absolutely kill. So uh, he and Ryan Bishop had a killer match on Friday that went 15 minutes and he had a match with Logan Creed, Austin Towers did um, it was a 20 minute match probably a month or two ago down at Piedmont uh, for Pro South Wrestling uh, which they don't get talked about a lot and maybe a lot of your Carolina fans uh, don't or aren't very familiar with Pro South Wrestling uh, but it's run by a guy named Ace Haven and uh, they have uh, a lot of really talented guys, and since they have their own building, they've gotten the opportunity to keep running shows, and they put out a lot of video footage, and so that may be something that some people want to check out. But moving back to action, uh, it's Logan Creed versus Orion Bishop. It's two guys that are huge, powerful individuals, and so that's not going to be a cakewalk for either one of them. And like I said, with Fred and uh, Adam Priest, we'll see what happens. And then finally, uh, the third thing for the second show there at Action, um, there's a, actually a female wrestler named Angelus Lane that had a crazy good match with uh, Nolan Edward and then actually picked up a crazy victory over O'Shea Edwards. I saw that one. Yeah. So uh, Angelus Lane is going to take on Billy Starks. And... Uh, Billy Starks is, I think she may be 17, maybe. Right. Um, but she is uh, one of the, the big up-and-coming stars of independent wrestling. Uh, she travels all over, um, very active in the uh, Midwest and Indiana scene. And uh, she's somebody that has contagious um, enthusiasm for professional wrestling. Um, you just you can't help but like her. So, uh, once again, we'll see what happens <laughs> for uh, Angelus Lane, who is a dangerous individual, uh, versus uh, Billy Starks, who you know is well on her way, but uh, we'll see what happens. That match is almost kind of like a David and Goliath. Uh, it is, yeah. Those two. And Angelus is not like a, a huge competitor in there, right. but I, th- I think the way she wrestles is yes. huge. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely... I mean, the way she wrestled O'Shea Edwards was like, oh, my. Yeah. I mean, I I am admittedly not always a fan of intergender stuff, but when you have somebody like Angelus Lane that gets in there, you know, she's not, you know, just a female or she's not a woman's wrestler. She is a wrestler. (laughs) She is going to put up as much of a fight or more than anybody else that steps in there. And, you know, I I have no problem seeing her as an equal because of the way she presents herself and the way she competes. But uh, also in action, uh, of course, we'll have uh, Matt Sells as a big star in action. Uh, Eric Royal will be there. Uh, Bobby Flacco, Brett Eisen, uh, champion AC Mack, as I mentioned earlier, 
Uh, Graham Bell is a guy that, uh, you know, we had talked about some guys to look for out of the Tennessee area. Uh, Graham Bell is a guy that travels down from St. Louis, and uh, is, he's at almost all the TWE shows here in Chattanooga, and uh, he's been going down to action. But Graham Bell has uh, actually done tours of Japan and Mexico in the last year, and uh, he carries a bazooka to the ring with him. Oh, my. And, yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy, but he looks the part, he acts the part, he's a true professional, and uh, also Cole Radrick is a really exciting guy from Indiana that will be there. Uh, Shug D, also known as Pineapple Pete, is on the event, and uh, a guy out of Alabama that is also one of my favorite guys recently is uh, Lutha X. Yeah. Uh, some, of, some of the Carolina guys may not be familiar with Lutha X, but uh, he is a guy that's actually a former Army Ranger, and uh, he is a great professional wrestler as well as a great entertainer. Uh, you are not going to forget him if you see him live at an event. Yeah, he was at the uh, SCI weekend, uh, I believe last year is where I, or maybe, the, I, I know I've seen him at SCI and was just like, oh, I mean, he is somebody you see and you, he leaves an impression. Absolutely. So, let me, you know, we're, we're just, I want to say we're coming out of COVID, but we're, we're really not. Um You've you've gone to different shows. What are you seeing in your region as far as crowds returning? I, I know Action's done a good job of of kind of you know li, you know limiting, and that may be their building that's limiting numbers. But what are you seeing as far as fans coming back? Is the enthusiasm still there for live professional wrestling? I think yes and no. Um, you know, you and I had talked previously about how, you know, I put on large fundraising events for schools, and we have a lot of wrestlers travel in from other states, and fans travel in from other states, and I, I said, you know, I, I'm not ready for that to happen yet. Right. You know, they had the collective up in Indiana, and uh, some guys did end up testing positive for COVID after that event. Um, I haven't heard about any fans testing positive, so... I don't know. I think fans are willing to come in if there are some options. Um, you know, I think fans do want the option of wearing a mask and they want the option of spacing out. Uh, there's some fans that just don't care at all. You know, they'll right. sit wherever with right. whoever and they probably don't care about wearing a mask. And But most of them will if you ask them to. Uh, th that's been the case at TWE. Uh, they've they do require masks there, and I think probably 99% of the people at TWE here locally um, have not had a problem at all wearing a mask. And uh, so, you know, I think a lot of events like in Georgia uh, have gone to outside events, uh, which as a promoter that scares me to death of trying to have an outdoor event and it raining or something. But um, Well, was it Southern Violence and Wrestling? I mean, they... I think they had 100 people, and it was pouring down rain last weekend. I think I read that as well, yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking for enthusiasm, there it is. <laughs> you know, just sit in the rain, you know, watching watching guys kill themselves at Southern Violence. I mean, 
but I think a lot of the fans realize the efforts that the wrestlers are putting in and the fact that uh, I think some of the wrestlers know, like, you know, I don't have a show every week. I have, you know, one show every month or bi-monthly or whatever. So when I go in there, I'm going to absolutely give everything I've got. So, you know, between the wrestlers and the fans, I think there is a lot of enthusiasm. But, uh, you know, I think also some of the fringe people that were looking for a reason to stop going have maybe found their reason to to sit at home but at the same time there's also networks like you have and uh like iwtv and you know sort of the netflixes of wrestling where now people are just watching it in a different way right right i you know it's been interesting in this area to see um, I know of some shows that require all their workers to have a clean COVID test from the week of the show. You got yes, it. action action will require that. Uh, they, they've asked for it in the past, and uh, it will be a requirement for all the wrestlers as of uh, this upcoming show. And like you said, as far as like coming out of COVID, like. I don't think we are. Like, if right. you look at the if you look at the nationwide numbers, I think the deaths are down. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think all the people that were really susceptible to getting it, and uh, you know, the people that were at a higher risk of you know it being fatal, uh, I think most of them have now taken extreme precautions, yeah. or you know, maybe something else has happened there. But at the same time, like. I don't know. You know, I saw somebody say, if everybody would have just been given COVID to begin with, then we'd be through it. I don't know that I agree with that. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think it's the end of the world, but it's definitely not nothing. You know, it's, it's, right. here, to, it's here to stay for a while, and hopefully in 2021 we will get you know, some kind of vaccine and, uh, hopefully our medical professionals will continue to be able to treat it. And, you know, just God bless everybody that has to make those decisions. You know, wrestling is, is not a, a need. Uh, you know, it's definitely just a want. And, uh, but at the same time, it is, it's that break from, from all the politics, from all the, uh, COVID, which, you know, I don't want to say COVID is politics, but different political sides have definitely right. chosen stances yes. on it. Yes. But, uh, you know, wrestling is that break for wrestlers and for fans, and I don't know, I'm, I'm glad that people are doing wrestling, and I'm glad that so many promoters are taking great precautions to still be able to do it, and hopefully that'll be enough. Uh, I don't know, I don't think anybody has the answers, but uh, we'll we'll see where we're at probably in another year. And, and I've seen some, and I, I've seen and heard of blowback on those promotions that are not taking precautions and not, you know, doing anything. Um, I've heard of guys pulling out of bookings because, you know, a show wasn't requiring masks and they, they weren't requiring anything and they weren't doing any social distancing and, and, I've heard, you know, that is something if you're a promoter, you have got to think about, you know, if you're trying to book, uh, you know, you know, some of these guys that do travel who, you know, maybe, you know, like um, we have a, a show coming up, IWE down in Georgia, they're bringing in uh, Hammerstone, well, you know, they probably need to have some 
some some things in place because MLW doesn't want their guys going out everywhere and getting COVID. Sure. Uh, but I, let me ask you this. My son and I went to uh, the movies Friday night, and here's what I'm noticing about the movies, and I think this, this might be an opportunity for wrestling, is at the movies now, all of the the movies that used to go straight to video are now at the theaters and all the big blockbusters are going straight to video. And and we've been to the movies twice uh, in the last, we went and saw Tenet and we went and saw this movie the other night and combined in the two theaters, I'm talking about the entire building, less than 20 people. And I think wrestling is, in my opinion, it's the greatest form of live entertainment in the world. I think there are people, there's nothing else to do. And if wrestling can provide a safe venue for people to go out, man, people are going stir crazy. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, I think I think done the right way, and, and certainly action wrestling is doing everything they can to do things uh, the right way. And again, with two shows. Uh, so you can go to, I'm on actionwrestling.tumblr.com. Uh, I don't know. They, they've got a few tickets left. Uh, you're, I mean, the 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 six thirty show tickets thirty five dollars. The nine p.m. show twenty dollars. But for fifty five dollars, you're going to see two really good, two really good shows, and and you're going to get to see wrestlers that you don't normally see. So, uh, what, Tyrone, I think that's around two hours for me. What is what is Ty, for people who are not from the area? Give us a little geography lesson. What is Tyrone, Georgia, close to? Tyrone, Georgia is pretty close to the airport. It's uh, down on the southwest side of Atlanta, uh, so it's a it's a good little haul for a lot of people. But uh, it's it's well worth it because it's definitely the future and the present of the the stars of independent wrestling. Right, right. Um, so, Scott, any uh, before I let you go, any I just did a prediction show the other day. Any. Uh, any predictions you want to make for 2021 for independent wrestling in this region? Man, it's, it's so hard to predict because we don't know uh, what administration is going to be um, <laughs> setting the guidelines. And then as far as, you know, even if guidelines are set, you know, should wrestling companies govern themselves to even a higher degree or you know will wrestling groups find a way to get around it you know um man i think 2021 is going to be another down year for um as far as the number of shows but i think i think like you've mentioned though i i think it's just going to be a different way that people uh, take in wrestling, so I would say that uh, that the networks and IWTV and uh, you know hopefully your network will um, will benefit and will be the way that people take in wrestling uh, because it is something that people do want to follow and they do want to see and hopefully they'll feel safe about coming out to a show and hopefully it will be relatively safe and uh, so I think that's my main prediction. I, I I don't really know what all talent will be able to do and uh you know with 
you know, as soon as they test positive, you know, they're pulling off of at least two weeks of events and some of the people that have been in contact with them as well. So, you know, it's so hard to predict as far as individual talents go. But overall, I would just say the networks will uh, be the way that people start taking in wrestling and uh the only other thing that i'd mention uh something that we had talked about was uh talking about memories of tracy smothers oh yeah um so i got to do i got to do two or three different events with tracy smothers throughout my southeastern ring announcing stuff um i got to hang out with him down at a uh weekend event in uh alabama in 2009 and uh kevin brannon with iwa deep south brought tracy smothers in along with uh drew gulak and uh chuck taylor uh sabian michael elgin and uh just all these crazy good independent wrestlers and uh we all sat in the hotel room and listened to tracy smothers tell stories that friday night and uh that's one of the memories that i'll I'll never forget and i'll always treasure is just listening to tracy tell stories and i put a thing up on facebook where uh if, if you've ever been around tracy the way he tells stories is he'll say, I don't know if you guys remember, and then he'll say, he'll say the name of a talent. Yeah. And there's actually a video I posted from uh, Colt Cabana's Wrestling Road Diaries where uh, Tracy does just that. Like, he's talking about, he's like, I don't know if you guys remember Bugsy McGraw, and which a lot of people that follow Territory Wrestling right. definitely do, but if you didn't follow Territory Wrestling in the Carolinas and Florida, then you have no idea who Bugsy McGraw is. Right. So, so Tracy goes on to explain in that video, he's like, you know, Bugsy McGraw was uh, sort of a comedy wrestler, uh, sort of a charismatic comedy wrestler in Carolinas and Florida. And he talks about Jimmy Valiant and uh, talks about some different guys that did sort of comedy wrestling. And he and Colt Cabana have a conversation on that video about uh they sort of decide they can't really tell the difference between like a charismatic wrestler and comedy wrestler that sort of the line blurs between that. But Tracy was a guy that, you know, he started in the early eighties and he was, uh, he was not a big guy and, but he was a guy that was rooted in, in a Southern style of professional wrestling, but he evolved and he continued to evolve and he taught so many guys, so many things. He was a guy that would sit and try to watch every single match and try to give guys advice, but he gave advice in the best way possible. It wasn't in a, a way to try to make himself superior or make you feel bad. He wanted everybody around him to do better including himself you know he was hard on himself but uh you know he he worried about staying in shape and being able to work certain styles and um he was in love with professional wrestling and he was i think 58 years old and uh just gone way too soon and a guy that left a lasting legacy of you know wrestling a bear and uh and being a great tag team wrestler and being a great entertainer you know with the fbi stuff and uh you know freddie joe floyd and wwf his brief little step there and just showing that you know he could do it all and he impacted so many lives and i think it's one of those guys that passes away and leaves a legacy that you're like man, if I could have a fraction of that legacy when I pass away, 
uh, you know, and I think about stuff like that more now that I'm a father than ever. You know, if when you're just a single person, it's like, you know, it'd be cool if people remember me for doing good things and helping people. But as a father, I think about for my son, like, wouldn't it be awesome for him to hear people talk great about his dad? Um, so, you know, I think Tracy is the kind of guy that has that effect on everybody that just made everybody want to be a better person. Tracy's one of those guys who he he you know he did have a run in in the big companies, but really, I mean, you talk about his legacy. It's really what he did these last twenty years on the independence and traveling and teaming with Chris Hamrick and just things like that, where he because he traveled and went to all these different places. He was able to meet and just have an impact. And it's like he, from all the story, I never had the opportunity to meet him, but every story I've heard, he, he was not a guy that just went in to collect and leave. He was a guy that wanted to sit down and talk to everybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I, he was a guy that also would go in and, uh, you know, you could put him with your entertainer guys, but you could also put him in with guys like I saw him and uh, I think it was Tracy Smothers and a guy out of uh, Middle Tennessee named Jeremiah Plunkett. Uh, I think they worked the tag team of the Washington Bullets. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so Tracy was, was willing to get in there and challenge himself. You know, he was going to hustle. Uh, he, he liked to try to push himself to work hard. Well, that, I mean, again, just gone, just gone way too soon, and it makes you wonder, you know, who's that guy who's kind of going to step in and and take that place? Yeah. I, I, would, I would love for it to be Chris Hero. Yeah, you know, I haven't heard from him since, since he left, you know, WWE earlier this year. I haven't, haven't seen or heard from him a lot. I'm wondering, you know, they, they laid off some people that were uh, like agent-type people with WWE, and yeah. they're, I forget what the word is there, it's like a temporary layoff thing. But, furloughed. Uh, yeah, furloughed. So I'm wondering if he's just sort of waiting that out, if he'll get some good opportunities there to, to help behind the scenes and, you know, occasionally in the ring for WWE, and I think he had worked with NXT UK, yeah. uh, was actually what the last thing he was sort of assigned to was, but I really expected him to show up at the collective. I did. Um, so, I don't know. He's, he's a guy that also was a traveling guy that just has a lot to offer, and uh, just a student of wrestling, pure and pure, and uh, traveling, and I don't know, like... I'm not sure there will be another Tracy Smothers because right. it does take so much sacrifice uh, to, to make the trips he made and just to put in the amount of time and work that he did. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So if uh, for the people listening, uh, Scott, if they want to connect with you online or see more of your work uh, or maybe just pick your brain, maybe there's a, hey, maybe there's a promoter listening to this who would like to bring in Somebody to the Carolinas, and they want to kind of make that connection through you. Where can people go to, to connect with you online? Uh, I'm active on Facebook and Twitter at uh, Scott C. Hensley. And uh, I also run the Phoenix City Invitational. It's SCI Wrestling uh, on 
uh, Twitter, and then I think it's just the Phoenix City Invitational on Facebook. Uh, we, we have an Instagram. I don't go there much, so the, the real ways to reach me are either Facebook or Twitter, but uh, I, w- I would love to hear from people, and uh, I'm always an open book of trying to, to help people learn some of the things that I've had to learn, and uh, you know, there's, there's no good handbooks for uh, learning how to, to ring an ounce or to promote or uh, do online content, and those are things that I'm always willing to help with. And, uh, you know, if you do have guys that are uh, guys that you feel like are future major league talent guys, uh, you know, I would love to hear about them. I'm, I'm always open to trying to bring in some Carolina guys. We have some great fans that uh, travel in from the Carolinas and from the, the northeast Georgia scene there. Um, so if you've got some guys, you know, I'd love to hear about them. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, he is Scott Hensley. Scott, thank you so much for your time and your insight. And fans, like I said, I encourage you to connect with him and uh, check out some of these young guys that are not going to be around these parts very long, I I don't think. So, uh, Scott, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Heath.